This is Chris Gardner with another uh, Houston Roundball Review conversation. I stopped calling interviews because I like chatting with my folks. So, and this person needs no introduction to the city of Houston, H-Town and U of H basketball fans. Galen Robinson has joined me on this conversation. Young man, how you doing? Blessed and highly favored, man. Not, couldn't be in a better place. That's, that's a great answer and great outlook, man. Thank you for taking some time to talk to me. Let's just uh, go back to uh, Westbury Christian, man. When man, you yeah. were at Westbury Christian, did you think your life would have accomplished and taken the turns and reached these goals you've uh, reached so far in your young life on this earth? Um, honestly, I, I don't really know how to answer that because um, I, 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 not to sound like uh, full of myself, but I've always kind of thought highly of myself. And um, I always thought that I could be um, somewhat of an important asset to someone's program. And, you know, I, I know for a fact that like my, my work ethic, which I developed at a young age, I knew that uh, it could carry me. Um, obviously, like being able to experience these blessings, man, it's it's definitely um, it's, it's definitely a blessing. It definitely makes me happy. But um, I, I know I put in the work to do so. And uh, I'm definitely glad to have to have had success th thus far, and I'm looking forward to having more. Who helped you develop, establish, build that work ethic? My mama, Alicia, Alicia Robinson, uh, Marlon Lowe. Um, my, obviously, like every, everybody else in my family, all my cousins and stuff, but uh, mainly my mom and my and Marlon Lowe. He was like uh, my my mentor, is like my mentor. So um, they they push me really hard. Um, definitely on, more so my mom off the court because she's a she's an educator. But um, Low definitely pushed me on the court, and um, you know I, I was always kind of like a little guy. I didn't hit my growth spurt until I was like a junior in high school. So I always had to kind of go the extra mile just to get the same attention. And I'm glad I had to do so because it, it definitely paid dividends. How tall were you before your, your junior year in high school? I think my junior, my my going into my actually I I hit it like in my my junior year, but like I remember my freshman year I was like five five. Okay. And yeah, and I probably finished the year like five seven. Like I was just a little like I was just a little scrawny kid, and all my all my peers they were all like bigger than me, stronger than me, and like I'm taller than all of them now. <laughs> Has your game changed from then? Because you were quick then. Lightning fast, but has it changed at all? Uh, I've definitely gotten smarter. Um, I, I say my game is definitely is is definitely speedy. Hopefully that never changes. And I uh, believe it or not, I've gotten faster. Um, but I feel like I'm just more um, just a better leader and um, just more aware of what's going on. I'm able to think the game at a higher level, and um, you know that's definitely helped me as well. When did you hear from the U of H staff and Kelvin Sampson about about going to U of H? Um, I remember it was this tournament at the gym. That's what it's called. It's called the gym, and it's an uh, mm -hmm. it's an humble. And uh, we had played the hoops, and we we had smacked him. And, like I remember, he was there, and uh, I obviously I played really well. Um. And then uh, the next week we were in Dallas at the Bob Knight and he was there again watching me. And um, 
I think that night or the next day, I, I think he called me and he was like, I, I wanted to offer you a scholarship the first time I saw you. But he wanted, he said, I wanted to see if you could duplicate your performance. And I did. So that's when he decided to that's when we started to build our relationship. And, um, you know, and the rest is history. What, what other schools were looking at you or offered you scholarships besides U of H? Um, man, I don't even. Wow, that was a, seems like it's forever ago. But uh, 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 Bowling Green, um, TCU, Creighton, um, a couple of schools had wanted me to red shirt, which was definitely not an option. Um, like Georgetown was trying to get on late. Um, it's, it's a number of schools, man. But I kind of already knew in my heart where I wanted to go. So, um, <laughs> like I said, the rest is history. <laughs> So was was U of H your your school of your first choice? Um, nah, nah, not really because I had a cousin who went to U of H, and uh, I used to go up to him, go up to the wreck with him, and hoop with his buddies, and I did that from when I was like ten to I was like uh, about sixteen or seventeen, and all he ever said to me was, "Don't ever come here." And that's all that's all anybody ever said to me was don't ever come here that's all you ever heard and like i heard that so much like i was just like yeah all right, bro, i'm not and then coach samson he gets the job he um his, his track record speaks for itself and uh you know whenever whenever he was recruiting me um i just felt like whenever i talked to him i learned something and um he obviously in the, the conversations were, were long he was he's a long-winded dude but every sure time he talked about Every time we talked, uh, I learned something. And um, I can't say that for all the other coaches that I talked to during the recruiting process. Did he sell you on the vision he had for U of H? Because when he got there, I mean, you know, hooping at from 10 to 16, and I'm an alum, you're an alum. Yeah. It was it was a dump. So, I mean, yeah. Coach Sampson had to sell you on, on his vision? Yeah, definitely. And um, But I just knew that. Like I have, I have a, a tremendous amount of confidence in myself and what I can bring to a team. So um, it really wasn't really selling me on a vision. It was kind of more so like this is what you're going to be a part of, because I knew there was I wasn't gonna I was gonna put in whatever amount of work to not have to accept failure. And um, you know I'm just glad he gave me the opportunity. Do you remember being named the winner of the Gavi Lewis Award? Yep, and I remember you talking to me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that means you're you're getting old too, man. Yeah, man, I'm getting old. I'm getting old. So what what did that because that winning that award kind of began the the attention for you more citywide. You know, not necessarily you know, the folks who followed you at West Bay Christian knew about your game, obviously, but your decision to attend U of H, winning that award. You were part of the foundation because, as you touched on it, you know, folks told you not to go to U of H, but yeah. you're going there kind of opened the door for people. Well, if Aiden thinks U of H is cool, you know, I should yeah. consider U of H. Have you thought about it like that? Yeah, because I remember like uh, Fabe, Fabian, like, um, like he told me, I, I only came because you came, bro. Like, and then obviously I was, I was, um, I wasn't his host on his visit, but uh, he was kind of with us and, um, he was like, bro, you're the only you, you're a big reason I came. And I'm just like, I'm glad I I'm glad I was here because I'm glad you're on my team, big dog. Just just 
from your freshman year at U of H to your senior year at U of H, how did your how did you as a person and a player change and develop? Uh, I just felt like I became a man. Um, I was a, got to college, man. I was just a boy. Like I was oblivious to you just think rules and certain things just don't apply to you. And that's not how life works. But, um, you know, Coach Sampson, he does a good job of of kind of preparing you for, for life, you know, with how he orchestrates, you know, the our, our, our practices and our our team values and stuff like that. So um, I, I think I, the most important thing to me is that I, I became a man. My mindset changed um, for the better, obviously. And, um, you know, I'm just – and I just see a lot of the young guys, like one of my 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 young bu- my young buddies, uh, Javier Francis. He's there, and I just told him, like, man, you're gonna become a man. Like that's gonna be the most important thing that you learn here is how to become a man, how to compete, and um, just how to be mentally strong. And obviously, I feel like the most improvement for my game has come from the mental aspect, just because I I view the game different. I view the game as like I viewed the game as a as an actual point guard, you know, and um, that's that's my position, and that's what's been getting me paid. So, <laughs> so yeah, I mean that's that's a big part of it. And talking to talking about Javier, and so you still keep in touch with the program. That's a oh, change yeah, I'm, I'm for the better. Day. Yeah, I'm that's a change day. for the yeah. better, because that's one thing that fell off, you know, from the '80s, late '80s, '90s. The program did a just an awful job keeping in touch with alums and you know former players yeah. and all those things. So I really commend Coach Sampson for changing that and, and bringing it back. So yeah, okay, no, Coach Sam, he he just he just keeps the door open. You know, um, it's kind of funny. I was talking about this earlier with uh one of my trainers, and like I was telling him about like the culture. Like people, a lot of people on the outside don't really understand what it means, but it's kind of indescribable. You have, kind of have to be a part of it. Cause, and I was telling them, I was like, people who are looking to try to get jobs at U of H, not everybody, not everybody is meant to coast there because the culture is demanding, you know, it's, it's not for everybody. And, um, but he definitely orchestrates it as a, it's, it's a, it's definitely a family atmosphere. And that's why I'm, that's why I'm going to go around for however long they continue to let me around. <laughs> How much did you weigh as a freshman at U of H? I was probably like 160. How much could you yeah. lift, lift, bench? It, it, I, it wasn't a lot. I've never <laughs> been a bit a big bench guy anyway, but I knew as when I was a freshman, I was I was skin and bones. <laughs> and skin when you, and bones. when you left the senior year, how much did you weigh? <laughs> I was like my playing weight was like 193. So what's yeah, it what's a, it like was, working was, with the uh, huge coach Allen Bishop what's 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 he like uh Bishop gonna get you right um Bishop he's just is a lot of his stuff is like is is injury prevention Mm -hmm. um and uh you know he works he he just knows what he's doing this is this is kind of like you just have some sort of comfort because every exercise you're doing he's telling you what it's doing and how it's going to benefit you you know and um I remember one time we had did this one workout. We had like one pound weights and we were working out these muscles that we had that like were so underdeveloped that it was hard to lift one pound. And I was just like, nah, yeah, this dude is different. Like 
Like, I just know whoever, whenever, however they want you to look, Bishop going to make you look like however they want you to look. He going to get you right for sure. Is there a game at U of H that you still remember and think, man, we all, we, you know, it just sticks with you, you know, like, like you can't forget it. Sticks with me. Uh, Michigan. <laughs> Michigan, Kentucky, them games I won't forget, but uh, on the on the positive note, like the games that um, it's a lot of games. Uh, obviously, the we beat Ohio State to go to the Sweet 16, um, winning conference. Uh, my freshman year, we played LSU. We beat LSU, beating Cincinnati at home. My freshman year, like all those games that were building blocks to that were kind of necessary for us to take that next step, you know. Um, and like each year, we got better and better. And um, but it all started from that that freshman that that freshman year, boy. That was a that was a tough year. That was a crazy year, man. That was, and and, and that year we beat we beat SMU. They were ranked like they were like one of the only undefeated teams. We beat them. They were like top twelve in the nation. I mean, we beat them too at home. Right. So to so go from go from hooping at U of H from ten to sixteen when there was when the facilities were just in shambles. To being able to be a part of the Gavi Lewis Development Facility, just what are your thoughts on on the improvement from then at ten to when you were hooping it in the Gavi? Uh, it's, it's night and day. He, Christian James, he, Christian went to Oklahoma. I was working out with him today. And like I was, I told him after we finished because we had a hard workout. I was like, we, I'm about to go to U of H, get in the cold tub. So we get there, and like uh, he, I don't know why he's he acted like he'd never seen it, but he was like, he was like, damn, bro, y'all training room got all this, like. <laughs> he was, and I was just like, yeah, bro, this ain't this ain't what you used to, big dog. This ain't what this ain't, you know, this is we big time now, like. Yeah. But um, like the the, the facilities, the improvements, man, is is tremendous. Um, I remember that that training room in the. And high fines, man, that mug was like a box. <laughs> it was like a four by four room. It was so small. Like, and now it's the training room is probably like the training room is ginormous. Um, the the practice court is sensational. The locker room is crazy. The food, the weight room is amazing. Like everything about it has just taken ten levels up. Like it's 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 it. I'm like I said, I'm I'm glad to be able to call that home because a lot of dudes, um, especially when I came out of high school, everybody they went to different schools because obviously it wasn't cool to go to Houston. But like I remember a lot of them their careers didn't pan out at their desired universities. So they would ask me, like, hey G, bro, I talked to Coach Sampson to see if he gonna and I'm just like, bro, you're trying to leave your school to try to come play here, but it's like we're better than the team that you're leaving. Like we have better players than y'all, so you if you you're not gonna play there, but you're not gonna play here. Like, <laughs> crazy. How t- how times have changed. Okay, man. Man, your your college career is over. Uh, tell me about your pro career on the court, and then I want to talk to you more about the uh, substantial worldwide. But how are things for you professionally on the, on the Can court? Can you repeat that? Oh, professionally, um. I mean, obviously, I, I enjoy it because, you know, getting paid to play basketball. Um, but uh, obviously, it has its challenges. Like, um, my, my, my first year I spent with the Spurs, 
I learned a lot of stuff about the game and just a lot of stuff about being a pro. And um, definitely was crucial to my development as a on and off the court. Um, just because they kind of run things, just kind of how uh, Houston does. Just it's, it's kind of like a you know you, no nonsense. Um, you got to conduct yourself in a you know what I'm saying a high class manner. Um, but um, but it's definitely a grind. It's not for everybody. And uh, if you truly if you truly don't love it, then you won't make it because the the a blessing and a curse about being a pro is nobody's forcing you to do anything. So if you're like, oh, man, I get a, I can, I don't feel like getting in the gym today. And you don't get in the gym, well, nobody going nobody gonna to tell you to go get in the gym because you're a professional, you know? So um, that's the pro and con, and that's what separates, that's what the, separates the guys who are going to have 10, 15-year careers from the guys who are probably going to have four or five-year careers. Have you Have you gone overseas to hoop? Yeah, uh, I was in Germany uh, this earlier this year, and I came back. Actually, I got cut, um, just because uh, the coach he thought I he he told me that he thought I was lazy and disrespectful. Two two words that I haven't heard directed to my to myself ever. And then uh, he he said I was lazy, disrespectful, and had a bad attitude. So I. Um, yeah, so I got cut for that reason, I guess. And uh, but I, then I go to the G League bubble, and then I win the Sportsmanship Award. So it's like some ain't adding up, but I ain't, I ain't. It ain't up to me to figure it out. You know, I'm just keep being myself. You know, so I can control what I can control. How was your time? How would you describe your time in the G League bubble? Um, it was. It just felt long. Like uh, I got picked up out of the player pool. Um, probably for like the last two, three weeks, last two and a half weeks. Um, but it's just being in the, in the player pool, just practicing every day, just kind of just blind grinding, just hoping that just waiting for an opportunity. Um, it definitely can. And then you go to your room and you just sit in your room. It was just it was there's a lot. There was a lot of things that you could look at in a negative light and it could affect um, like how you approach each day. But I obviously I didn't let it. Didn't let that get to me. Um, tried to stay positive, stay on the straight and narrow. And uh, whenever I got my opportunity, I was prepared for it. But um, just like the bubble, it was just how, what are you willing to sacrifice? You know, just how bad do you want to be a professional? Because there was a lot of dudes who were looking to do all these, try to break the rules that they had set in place for no apparent reason, um, jeopardizing themselves. And it's just like you just start to see, like, who has discipline and who doesn't. And, um, you know, there are people who what I learned that what I learned from the bubble is there are people who might be where you want to be now. Um, but in about four years, you might be where you, you might be where they are. You know, you just got to keep maintaining discipline and understand the course. And what what was life at for you after the bubble? Big chilling, <laughs> big chilling, just because I felt like I was in Germany for four months and then in the bubble for a month. So and like in Germany, the, the if everything was shut down. So I was isolated for a long, like for a, longer than I've ever been isolated from anybody. Um, and I just got home and I just wanted to just soak it all in just because it was such an emotionally difficult and uh, and a mentally difficult year. Um, a lot of days I cried, man. A lot of days, I, tears of joy, tears of sadness. It was just emotional. And um, 
I just owed it to myself just to take a break and just be grateful for everything that I have, everything that I worked for, and um, and be grateful to be around my family. What inspired you to create Substantial Worldwide? Uh, what inspired me was um, another U of H alum, uh, Lanny Smith. He had came and talked to us and was talking mm -hmm. to us about you know, just preparing for life after basketball. And um, that was my senior year that he had uh, that he had came and talked to us. And it resonated with me because I know the ball isn't going to bounce forever. Um, so I remember um, went home and thought of some stuff, brainstormed some stuff. And um, crazy thing is, I remember I was going to call it I was going to call it solid clothing. I mean, I remember like I looked it up and then like that name was already taken. And then I went to bed I, I, and I woke up and I just thought substantial. And then I looked it up. Nobody had it. And I was like, yeah, that's going to be the, this, this, this is the one for me. And, um, and I just try to use it to try to spread awareness about certain things. It's kind of positivity, you know, and, um, you know, and it makes me happy because it gives me a it gives me a, a, a chance to be creative. And also because like a lot of times basketball, you can't just let whatever sport you play just take up all the space in your mind because it'll just it'll drive your it'll drive you crazy and like i just feel like me brainstorming certain ideas um it definitely gives me a chance to take my mind off basketball and i'm um, just focusing on something else what apparel does the company offer <sighs> i've done a lot of stuff but it's kind of like just like streetwear just Hat shirts, I've done bracelets, sweatpants, uh, crew necks, hoodies, um, sets, um, and looking to diversify some more. But um, a little bit of everything. Obviously not jeans. You know that's that's not really my deal. But um, everything that's comfortable, I, I've pretty much done. And how, how do you do it, man? How how do you? Where do you get the the clothes? Who's helping you make all the? Because how long has the company been around? Uh, it's, it's been two years. You've had a lot of success. The company's had a lot of success in those yeah, two years. Yeah, definitely, def definitely been definitely been cool. But uh, I get I get it made from overseas, um, and but all the ideas there, obviously all of my ideas they're inspired by something, but they all come from my head. Like I try to see what I can incorporate into a substantial from other you know, companies and such. And um, it's just, it's no, it's no original ideas under the sun, man. That's what I learned. So um, I'm just glad to just be able to do something that spread, that resonates with so many people. What's the, uh, how do folks get in touch with Substantial? How, how do they get some gear? Uh, I mean, social media and I have a website. Uh, my website is called, uh, it's the number one, and then substantial.com and um, on Twitter and Instagram is uh, the same thing. It's just one substantial at one substantial. And, um, you know, you can see whatever you like. A lot of times stuff is sold out. So whenever you see it, you got to you got to act quick. It's a good problem to have. <laughs> Indeed, man. So has uh, Coach Kelvin Sampson asked you for some uh, some some gear? Oh yeah, they they all bought some. They all bought some. Yeah, they all they all bought some gear. And I I need to do that because I told you that I think the first time 
you agreed yeah, to interview man. years yeah, ago. I need to yeah, do that. So yeah, man, so, you you slipping, man, you slipping. You got you, you got to so, get you some gear, man. So I I, I would do that, but tomorrow at the latest, <laughs> I will I will do that. So yeah, for sure. So that's a promise. All right, man. Speaking with Galen Robinson, let's talk some NBA playoffs. Is is your favorite team still in the playoffs? Honestly, I. I I mean, obviously, I'm a I'm a LeBron fan, but I'm just a fan of basketball, and it's just like I just want to see good games. You know, I want to see nail biters and games that come down to the wire. Um, that that's what that's that's what'll make me most uh, happy. Um, so you know, blowouts last, and stuff in the playoffs. That's not yeah. Really last night, last night's Bucks Nets game was not happy for you then. Yeah. 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 I mean, me. The crazy thing is, me and Armani, we watched that game together, and we was like, bro, let's like let's cut this off. <laughs> this this is this is not entertaining, man. I, you know, I'm like you, man. I just want competitive basketball and and it's competitive basketball. That's it. The Bucks look like they had no no, no clue what they were doing. Yes, yeah, no life no at all. Life. Yeah. And they got waxed without James Harden. You know. Yeah. <laughs> so, and the know. crazy thing about it is, like, um, like I remember when that happened the first game. That was probably the worst thing that could have happened because they saw him go down. They probably thinking like, "Oh, this is about to be easy." Whereas if he might have still been yeah. playing, they would have yeah. been clicking on all cylinders, you know. So it's, it's you never know. Do you and Corey Davis keep in touch? Yeah, yeah. Actually, I'm supposed to be going to. Um, he's having his first basketball camp in Lafayette. I'm supposed to be going to that. Depending okay. on uh, where I am, and you know, with in terms of the summer league stuff, and if I have to be in uh, San Antonio or not, but yeah, I'm definitely gonna go if I'm if I'm free for sure. And you mentioned Armani, so did you and him get a chance to uh, I don't know talk while y'all were in the bubble? Oh, all the time. <laughs> did we? Man, I ain't never talked to me and Armani. We were Ace Boone Coons in college. <laughs> Right. It was like I ain't never I ain't never talked to Armani so many so much. Like it was like every time I could, just cause like it was nobody. There's nobody I, there was nobody in the bubble who I was closer with than Armani, and it's and vice versa. Like you know that that's my dude to the casket close. So how how happy, thrilled, proud are you of his what he's accomplished so far with the Rockets? I couldn't even put it. I can't even put it into words, man. Like, cause I remember we used to late nights in the gym. We'd always we we talked about it all the time. And um, I I remember when he came on his visit, I was his host, and like we had such a good time. I was I forgot he was in high school. I forgot he had to go back to Austin. I was like, damn, like <laughs> man, I don't want you to leave, bro. But I remember after he had um when he. When the when the he got news that the Rockets were giving him a two way, he called me crying, and I'm like, bro, is everything all right? Like, are, like is your family like is I'm lost? And he was like, man, the Rockets just signed me, and I'm just like, I was like, I started screaming. I was like, man, like this is long overdue. You should they should have been called you up, like, but not there's not a more deserving person than Armani. How soon did you realize that? His three-point shooting was was legit. <laughs> he had came to an elite camp when he was in high school, and like, and I was a freshman. This is before he came on his visit, and I saw it then. And I was like, and they put him on my team, ironically enough. But and he got a lot of shots that day, and it was a lot of makes. I was like, yeah, this yeah, this dude can play.
definitely can shoot it. Let's talk about the, the thing about the thing about Armani though. He 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 got he got progressively better each year. Right. Uh, he he took a each year he took a step, you know, and uh, that's the sky's the limit for him. How much since you were in Germany, how much did you get a chance to watch the U of H team this past season? Uh the first half of the season, not so much. I would just see the highlights and stuff on Twitter. But whenever I got back in the bubble, when I got back and then I had to go to the bu- I was watching every game when I was like every game they played when I was back, I was I watched if I could. Um and I remember in the bubble, they were, I forgot who. I think they might have been playing Memphis or something. I don't remember. But I remember the, and when dude hit that, when Tremont hit that uh, that that bank, I was like, oh, my goodness, this is insane. Like, I remember watching that. I was, I was screaming because it was I was like, man, it's not looking too good for us. And dude had came through. I was like, yes, sir. <laughs> were you surprised, you know, just a little bit surprised that they made it to the final four? Nah, nah, because since when my junior year, every time we brought it, brought it up in the, uh, we brought it in for a huddle, we said final four on three. And like, obviously, it's kind of a little bit bigger of a deal when you actually do it. But we always knew we could, you know, so it's not really a shocker to me. Um, definitely is like it's maybe surprising, but it's not really a like a shocker if that makes sense like didn't catch me off guard because they're a good enough team they were a good enough team to be where they are be where they were and how describe your your amount of pride that u of h men's basketball once again is relevant on the national basketball scale and i there's nobody who who reps houston harder than me man and to have been a part of, you know, um, I just thank God for the opportunity um, to be a part of something like that, kind of the the resurrection of some, some of a school that should have been a power had, that was once a powerhouse to be a part of the resurrection, and also to be from Houston, um, you can't beat that with a bat. Um, like I, I have a tremendous amount of pride about my city, about U of H, and um, there's no better feeling like when you after you get a big win and you just, you know, you kind of like grab your jersey and kind of like show them that you're from the, like you from Houston, you know, like just just moving your jersey up and down. Like, yeah, this is where I'm from. This is who, this is who we are. Like, there's no better feeling than doing that and knowing that's your hometown. And uh, to whenever I go around, they always like, man, you started all this. You started all this. I'm like, man, that's 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 cool. That's fine. It's obviously it's not. It does not. It doesn't matter to me if I started anything or not. I was glad to be a part of something like that. You and Joe Green, man, you two brothers, rep H Town <laughs> to the max, man. There's no doubt where y'all from. <laughs> to, the, to the max, man. It ain't, it's, it's, it's a lot to love. It's, it's a lot to be proud of, and from the being from the city, man, it's a lot to be proud of. I gotta ask you this, man. Uh, the the bubble drill. How how would you describe it? I have a bump on my I have like a like a scar on my lip that'll it'll never go away because of the bubble drill. Let's just say that. It ain't it ain't it ain't it is not for boys. And if you're a boy, you will quickly turn into a man because if 
them scars you're gonna get from the bubble, the bubble, the bubble drill, they're, it, those, those scars are gonna last a lifetime. I guarantee it. Your your first time during in that drill, what what was your initial reaction when you, when you saw it or when you participated? I mean, when I, my, yeah, I was like, I was like, what? Like, what's the point of having this? But like, the point of the game is to make shots. Like, what is? Why is this bubble? And then coach started explaining. And I was like, oh lord. And like I was, I was a freshman, so I was the, I was the smallest, the weakest. I remember the first bubble drill, I lost. Like I was on the line running for dear life. But you quickly, you, you, you get, you, you get a little, you get the bubble drill make you makes you play a little bit more grimy, you know. Like um, it definitely gives you that nastiness to you, and you know the bubble drill it definitely makes you compete at a at a very high level, a level that you never probably never thought you can compete at. What advice would you give the uh, the newcomers, the fellas who have arrived on campus and are, are learning about the culture mm. at U of H? My, my advice is would be to surrender, surrender, surrender to the cult to the culture, surrender to the coaches, just surrender, be a sponge, and um work on your game outside of practice get get up get up shots every night outside of practice um but definitely just to surrender because you, when you're a freshman i remember coach sampson he used to say galen you know what's the best thing about freshmen is they become sophomores and i didn't know what that meant until i was a sophomore and it's, it's crazy how it's like and then when, when when you're a senior and you like uh my senior year the freshman, the freshman was Nate, and Nate had a lot of um, growing up to do, in a sense. Uh, you know, Nate, he had a crazy high motor, but there was a lot of stuff that he had to learn. And it's just like, man, I just remember doing exactly what he's doing, having to run for every single thing. And it's like, boy, did I not miss it at all. Wrap it up, man. Is there anything you want to say? Uh, give a shout out or anything like that before we close it out. Shout out to God, man. Thank you for having me for the city. You know, I'm, I, I'm, I had a lot of fun in this conversation. Oh, speaking of fun, man, <laughs> popped <laughs> in my head. Sunshine, man. <laughs> Sunshine. Oh, man. Did you talk to him about about it at all? I'm actually you 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 reminded me because I'm definitely about to holler at him now because he didn't get the rose and I remember like. Cause I don't watch The Bachelor, The Bachelor. I don't watch none of that stuff. But obviously, if he was gonna be on it, I was gonna watch it. But they said he didn't. They like uh, J Joseph Duarte. He said mm -hmm. spoiler alert: Landon is exiting after the first night. I'm like, man, I ain't even gonna watch this, man. That's crazy. I should have had my boy. Cause I wondered. I mean, now looking at it, it makes sense. But when I saw the commercials, I was like. There's no clip of sunshine, <laughs> so there's nothing. Yeah. Where is he? Yeah, that's, that's what everybody. That's what everybody was saying. So I'm just like, oh man, he, uh oh, his boy got sent home. Man, oh, yeah. but no, nah, that's I, I, definitely. <laughs> that was definitely weird to see my boy on a bash. Man, that was crazy. I gotta talk to him about that, man. The experience. <laughs> so, all right, yeah, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna talk to him about that too. <laughs> Thank you as always, man, for taking time to speak to me. And uh, we'll keep in touch. Yes, sir. No problem, man. Thank you for having me. You take care.